You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about the the infected. Uh, in the room, I have Anne, hey, Rob, 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 and on the line, I have Ben, present, and Kyle. Howdy. Infected is the second studio album by English post-punk band The The, released on the 17th of November 1986 by Some Bizarre and Epic Records. Producer was Warren uh, Livesley and Matt Johnson, Rolly. Messelman and Gary Lang, and the genre is post-punk and alternative rock. I'm going to read from the book, Seth Jacobson. Explicitly political albums, for all their heart, is in the right place, have a tendency to be terribly inconsistent when it comes to their musicality. Matt Johnson's second album, under the guise of The The Infected, comprehensively thrashed this truism. Although Johnson had vented his anger at the state of the world in 1984's soul mining, his vision became more ambitious and coherent, and his vitriol more focused during the two years that it took to record this sophomore effort. Released in 1986 at the apogee of the free market Thatcher years infected uh, is the sound of disillusioned made music. A large part of his ire is spent questioning the willingness with which his country was poning up to the United States. Sweet Bird of Truth was especially present, relating a dying U.S. airman's last words as he flies his bomber back from a Middle East raid. Johnson also rails against the destruction of a more kind and gentle England on Heartland, the replacement of Saturday morning cinema of his childhood with piss, quote, piss-stinking shopping centers in the new side of town, and finds the time to set things to rights in the worlds of sexual politics and capitalism to boot. All this set to a glorious soundtrack that features brass, strings, and backing vocals from a young Nene Cherry. Never before has Fury sounded so funky. All right, what do we think of The The Infected? It's a goddamn masterpiece. Yeah, Masterpiece! Where, Thanks, where, Rob. Fucking hell. Where have I this been? This is... You wow, put wow. Oingo Boingo and 80s Thomas Dolby into a blender. And sometimes Leonard Cohen. For and, fun Rob! And Rob. Fe- fetus. That's, that's those are my it, notes. Is it fetus or fotus? It's fetus. Heartland. Heartland. F-O-E. Is it you that told me that? I don't fucking know. It's fetus, man. No, it's fotus. Trey got me into them. They're called fetus. No, I looked it up fucking today. And every single person says fetus. Are you the person who told me it was Fotis? No, Trey told me it was Fotis. God damn the hell. When he burned me a Fotis, you. you. <laughs> no. I don't even know what you're talking about. Are we talking about the the? Yeah. Good so, point, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, ben, what did you think? You didn't say anything yet. 
this is one of those albums that I recognize as a work of genius and that I'm also not that into. Ooh. Oh. I mm. think it's really interesting, but I do not know how I feel about it. Yeah, I I, I don't enjoy listening to it yet, though a lot more. What uh, you know, he made a music video for every single track on this album and released, yes. released it as a it's, film. Yeah. I haven't watched I haven't watched them all, but the ones that I have watched have made me better appreciate the songs that they're they're related to. So maybe maybe if I watch, I might be a fan of Infected the music film. Mm-hmm. More than I'm a fan of uh, of infected the album. Not are there any they, are there any yeah. fans of Fitzcarraldo? <laughs> yes. Oh fuck! I've been meaning to watch that yes. for years at this point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the lead singer was like, "Oh yeah, we wanted the video for the first track, Infected, to be like Fitzcarraldo." <laughs> <laughs> Did you re- guys read about these video shoots that he went on? Yes. Yep. Super fucked up. So he got uh, an advance from Sony for $350,000. Oh, sorry, God. pounds. Pounds. Oh, pounds. God. Yeah. In 86. That is insane. Oh, my God. So, so he's like, okay, strap me to a boat. Let's go down the Amazon and Give I'm going to do drugs. some. I'm going to do some ayahuasca. <laughs> And then let's make like three music videos out of my trip. Somebody slashed <laughs> me with a knife. Oh god, dude! Yeah, that, that dude, one is especially. That's the only video I watched. That video and accidentally Mercy, one is of that the Mercy other Beat? Ones. Yeah, yeah. Mercy Beat and Infected are both filmed on this Peruvian excursion that that Mike Johnson planned, where he was Bolivian, strapped right? to a boat. I thought it was Bolivia. But I could be wrong. I thought he was going to the home of cocaine. I, I thought he was trying to go to Mecca. Nothing would surprise me. Would you guys agree that this is darker than soul mining? Oh, one hundred percent darker. Yes, definitely. Soul mining oh is is which I really like. Soul mining. The park. Yeah. Soul mining was dope. Yeah. He may have also been in Bolivia, but I'm definitely seeing a yeah. filmed in the Peruvian okay. jungle. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. In in the Mercy Beat. It, 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 that one's also it's his ayahuasca trip that they're just rolling camera on and he becomes blood brothers with someone he just met and they're just like cutting themselves and rubbing their bloody hands all over each other's faces yeah and like there's like footage of him like wrangling snakes and apparently matt johnson interviewed later he's like i don't remember that i would have vetoed that i hate snakes and <laughs> rob Birch, um <laughs> Did you get flashbacks to the gathering of the Juggalos? Oh, a little 2019? bit. <laughs> uh, Maybe a little bit. That's a little more controlled music. I'm pretty sure yeah. I punched a snake. Okay. <laughs> so also during his his Peruvian ayahuasca trip, uh, so he's he gets bit by a monkey. He's wrangling snakes. He becomes blood brothers with a stranger, and he gets chased by communist rebels, uh, rebel yep. fighters, because he is a Western invader. Uh, which then that's that's also caught on the on the video. That's really interesting. That's why I watched that video specifically because I feel like politically, in this album's trying to align itself with like leftist ideology, right? Mm-hmm. But then when he's also like taking a drug vacation in a culture he has no idea of, yeah, and like doing weird shit because it's like foreign to him, and so it's like that video is like a really interesting artifact of like it felt interesting to me to watch those dynamics at play in that because it doesn't necessarily feel 
I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't feel like less and, and, leftist politics. It feels like it the, feels like a white guy going to explore a culture, right? Or it, it <laughs> feels yeah. kind of like the pornography of Robert Smith, like going down the darkest hole he can like put himself in, and, and fooling a record company into giving him yep. almost half a million okay. dollars. Here we go. Here we go. Sure, yeah. but like it's the the he but chose the, that as a venue is like interesting. I yeah. guess in no, the context and, and of this, the album. This, having listened to this album and watched those videos the same week that I was also introduced to uh, talking with the taxman about poetry, that's where I started to form like kind of like maybe not opposites, but just because they're both they both say they're leftists, but just like such a different approach. Like, like where, where Matt Johnson's going on his drug vacations to Peru and, and Billy Bragg is talking about the working class struggles of his own block. Right. Yeah. You know, it's different approaches. <laughs> well, yeah. but they both engage with like globalism and how U S dominance on the world stage is like affecting everything. Right. They're both talking about England as a ancillary state to the United States I think they like, both do touch on that. Like yes, Billy right, Bragg absolutely. is like, well, Europe will burn and so will the United the States. 50 oh man, those lyrics. <laughs> Rob right. Ross. I put in my notes, this sounds like an early 90s Leonard Cohen song. I'm so yep. glad you brought yep. that up. It I sounds exactly that. like that it. That actually I makes me that. like it better. Yeah. Because yeah. there are moments on this album where I feel like it's loungy in a way that I'm very repelled by. <laughs> oh, I yeah, would, and the I next song, it. Sweet Bird of Truth, yeah. I wrote down this sounds like a sinister Nick Cave song. No, but like, so that's not what I'm talking... Let me see which ones I thought were extremely loungy. Hang on. Sweet Bird of Truth is the one that I thought had Leonard Cohen vibes on it. I mean... Okay, or, I or, put a... Uh, or future Leonard Cohen. Because Heartland. He, he, when did Leonard, Leonard... Angels of Deception is silly, loungy bullshit, I kind of feel like. That's the next uh, one, though. Yeah, what... And, and sorry to derail this to Leonard Cohen, but when did uh, the uh, first we take in Manhattan, then we take Berlin, like, when did his 80s stuff hit? You're talking about Jazz Police? You want to get there? Like the late 80s. <laughs> like, pump up the volume, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, let's late not... Late 80s. Let's okay. not get there. Yeah. It's, okay. uh, it's I think in it's the book, 85. Right? Okay, it's or 85? No. I, I believe so. Okay. It's, it's around there. Because uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm catching Oingo Boingo uh, mm-hmm. like into, which I I had talked about uh, mm-hmm. a little bit with uh, the, the first album, this all predates the stuff that I... Th- that to me sounds like songs that Oingo Boingo was going were going to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't know if this was also predating the Leonard Cohen uh, album. It's or after, not. it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, you could say that for his first album. Sure. Yeah, it's this is definitely an influence for a lot of different people, including he was touring with, uh, he was hanging out with like Ezra Neubauten. He was hanging out with The Birthday Party and Nick Cave and uh and uh yeah. fetus and all these artists right so it, it feels very i don't know interconnected there's something happening at yeah this and he's inviting all these people you know it's he is the band essentially he is he's inviting these different musicians to play on these albums and it gets to the uh, this connected dots for me, just like you're saying, to Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, who later would play on the the albums. You know, it, it's all this fits into that place where I was missing. Where do we get from like Killing Joke and those those harder mm-hmm. edged mm-hmm. drums and almost industrial things into the pop sensibility into, but also going into the Nine Inch Nails like industrial mm-hmm. elements. So it, yeah, 
and Oingo Boingo at the same yeah. time. Like it's everything. It's everything. And it's one it checks dude. Checks a lot of boxes it's for me. One, it's one dude. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah. I first time listening, I was like, what? Sometimes yeah. I was like, what? And like fifth, uh, fifth time here, I'm still like, what? Yeah. It's it, really interesting. Can I ask what y'all think of Twilight of a Champion? Yeah. <laughs> I, I said it sounds like a 1930s gangster song? Question mark. Okay. And and you liked that. I loved it, yeah. Okay. It was Uh-oh. one of the songs in this album. It sounds like an outtake from like the 1990 Dick Tracy movie. I I love the 1990 Dick Tracy movie, but Look, like I feel like Twilight of a Champion is probably the one that I hated. Like I Whoa, would, I would like and- argue that I like didn't like I would Argue against that. I've got a star next to it, (laughs) but I didn't write anything next to the star, so I don't know how I. Oh, I like that song a whole bunch. Oh, it just made me feel so aggravated. Really? Why? Because it's it's like so silly. Hmm. It is. I think I think this album like it, it treads a line of like okay, we're disaffected. This is interesting. There's a lot of like amazing like dance sort of music or like stuff that I find like. My, I bought my head too, right? That I'm engaged with because I feel like it's fun and like it's complicated music that's also poppy, right? Mm-hmm. But like, sure, that track just made me just feel really annoyed. <laughs> like, it's- and that's really interesting. It reminded me of like the 1990 Dick Tracy movie and the subsequent like multiple soundtracks released for it, including Madonna's <laughs> "I'm Breathless," which no, has a bunch see, of songs. Like- wait, wait for it. Written by. Sondheim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did say um, it feels. R.I.P. Uh, Casio Musical Theater is in my description of that song. Uh, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, you know, okay. so, you know Sondheim, you. yes. But like, I just, I could not get on board with that song. And it, it, it sort of solidified some of the elements of this album that I had trouble hmm. it's driving with. The rising moon faces the sickening sun And the lights in the tower blocks go on one by one A big shine overlooking this black iron skyline Surrounded by symbols of prosperity Sits back in his low leather chair Ripped off the back of some unfortunate beast I'm smiling through my teeth I embrace a lot of that stuff though and maybe it's because I'm I've been I've been inundated with fetus and his he has batshit parts that just yep. go off into you feel like you're at the circus sometimes because one minute's one thing and one minute's another thing and I feel like there are other artists that are that are kind of doing Oingo Boingo where but there's it, good circuses and bad circuses man. it's true <laughs> it's true Mr. Bungle Mr. Bungle yeah yeah those elements where it, it just it pulls you into a different element that you're not even remotely expecting so yeah. I don't know can I just jump in and say this guy's drums drum programming? Yeah, is fucking insane. Oh, yeah. it's wild! He's so good, it's really good. good at this. Yeah. Quite good. And yeah, this uh, drum sound is 
No, it's fantastic. really engaging. It's, it, it's, 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 yeah, it, it, it's, the sound itself is fantastic, but like he's switching it up. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like one four four measure of the like the same beat. Like he's throwing in like all kinds of different stuff. Like he's composing the entirety of the uh, the track, which yeah, just that's very nice. That's yeah. nice. Just, not just a throwaway rhythm. No, it's it's not. It, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, um, what, what was it? Uh, I think the Mercy Beat, when I heard, was it when I heard? Mercy Beat? Yeah, when I that hear that, great. I was like, yeah. oh, hello, Pretty Hate Machine. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. not done okay. and done. This <laughs> is like, exactly. This is like three years before yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. Hate Machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Late 80s? Yeah. I, I, I drank enough to jump directly in and say Angels of Deception, uh, the way that he says Jesus Christ, uh, just reminds me of Fred Schneider. <laughs> oh, Rob, <laughs> absolutely. No, Rob, Rob, thank you. I wrote that too, all thinking it. I'm so brave. I'm Jesus so brave, guys. Christ. Jesus wept. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I love too that. Yeah, Angels of Deception, this outro. Yeah. The, I mean, he just does a yeah. gospel outro. He does the Like a Prayer outro. But you know what's Dude, better? Like it's fucking Like a Prayer. <laughs> but this this predates yeah. Like a Prayer. I mean. It does. By a year. I did want to mention, obviously, this is during, you know, conservative government uh, and his, his reaction to that. But he said there were also a lot of other, you know, People doing the same thing around this time, including the specials, Ghost Town, Crass, in How Does It Feel, Oof. and uh, didn't name check William Bragg, Elvis Costello, Elvis Costello, <laughs> uh, with Tramp Down the Dirt and Margaret on the Guillotine by Morrissey. So yeah, there was just like a lot going on at this time. Oh yeah, and and also since you brought up Johnny Rotten before, he that called was, this. That was Kyle. That I know, I know. <laughs> He, uh, he's Johnny Wright, and I think was quoted as saying, This is the most spiteful album he's ever heard. <laughs> he's such a wiener. <laughs> he's such a fucking wiener. I mean, that's true. Son no one will argue bitch. with that. Yeah. <laughs> this is Sweet Bird of Sweet Truth. Bird of Sweet truth. Bird of Truth. We've moved to side yep. two. We are, we are talking about, uh, how shitty our imperial's tactics were back in the 80s yes. and continue That's to be. This and this one's yep. a banger. Like, I just yeah. I felt a lot of changed. emotions during this album, and it was sort of a love-hate thing for me. Yeah. And I like, this one's great. Like, I think when it's hitting, for me, it's really hitting. It's just when it's missing, I'm just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, I understand. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> like, please don't do this. <laughs> in my notes, I, I have Johnson <laughs> wanted to release Sweet Bird of Truth as the album's first single in April 1986. But this coincided with the U.S. bombing of Libya mm-hmm. and with the songs uh, being critical of the U.S. military involvement in the Middle East, CBS were unwilling to release and promote the single. Yeah, it's a bummer how often classic albums coincide with the U.S. bombing of a country. Yeah, it's strange how that happens, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Sweet Bird of Truth. I think yeah, it sounds good. like a sinister Nick Cave song. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's got everything. It's got their, the danciness, the cool drums, like the... Also, the vocals on this one are really cool. And yeah, it's, like, it's like Tom Waits making that with uh, Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I would definitely pay who knows how much money. To I know. <laughs> we all know. That. There are no Patreon dollars that we can offer them to make this happen. Unfortunately. 
Yeah. For ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars will rattle the bones of Leonard Cohen's corpse. I would corpse. never desecrate his grave. No. Let that man be in peace. He deserves this, all the peace he can yeah. find. Uh we'll say the album produced four UK singles, including the best selling single Heartland, which re- reached number twenty nine and spent ten weeks on the chart. His the the song that he claims is the best song he has ever written, and I believe yeah. Took Heartland yep. 17 months to write. Yeah. He spent a long time writing that motherfucker. Says it's the yeah, best song he's ever written. Yep. And this is Do you most... guys think it's the best song he ever wrote? I don't know all of the songs Matt Johnson ever wrote. Yeah. On this record? I mean, I think it's, it's a great prob- uh, it's a great it song. It might be my favorite on this record. It's not my favorite song. It's not the one that I go around humming or singing, but I think it's it's the most important, probably. Uh-huh. Like especially like given given the again. I don't know. I'm, infected I'm, though. I mean, infected. was it was it infected about makes you want to go trick or treating? Mm-hmm. I love that song. Nineteen eighties. Did you say it made you want to go trick or treating? Infected made you want to go trick or treating. Yes. <laughs> infected made me want to strap myself to a boat and reenact scenes from Heart of Darkness. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Just yeah. get you on a canoe with some duct tape and see what we Just can do. put me on a canoe, send me to Kurtz. <laughs> In an hour and a half, Ben is about to be 40 years old. Yeah, wouldn't it's Ryan true. White have it's been happening. 50 now? It's happening. Hmm? Wouldn't Ryan White have been 50? It was his oh, 50th God. birthday this week, yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the AIDS crisis, I I, I guess I don't think that... Uh, you <laughs> is, know, this it, supposed to, is this wait, supposed to... Playing back to the AIDS crisis? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The that's fuck what are you talking that's about? That's what this fucking title is about. That's what I was that's wondering what too. It's about, bud. Right. <laughs> infect me with your love, you, you ding dong. It's um, about AIDS. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I immediately was like, at this time period, is this what this is about? And I did not take the time to really look into it. So it's supposed to. Oh be about shit! I thought you said this Coraldo. I didn't know that this. Okay. This is this is news to me. I, I thought it was like the flu. <laughs> No, I feel like an asshole. What? To be honest. What do you mean, the flu? <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. I mean, it's interesting because it, it read in that context, it feels really cynical. <laughs> yeah, Jesus <laughs> like Christ. Yeah. That's why I didn't really look into it that much because I was just like, listen, do, are they Bliss aware of what this means? To read Lee Dark. <laughs> yeah. So oh, dark. So that's intentional. Fuck. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm okay, sorry. and that's the thing. I like I said, I could see it, but I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's intentional or not. Because the 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 when AIDS started, when it was actually like popularly talked about and acknowledged, those are very different time periods, right? Yeah. So. It's the darkest pop danceable album. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love it. I fucking love that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, the, Kyle, the, are you okay? I'm okay. The whole Sorry. the whole dang record just makes me shake okay. my shake my buns. Reset. Everybody, all right? <laughs> yeah, we're, so we're doing okay. We're, we're better now. 
What's wrong? What's wrong, Ben? Benjamin, are you okay? <laughs> Me? Oh, just slowly getting older over here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, buddy. Yeah, but you, you, still, you still got an hour and 15 minutes. That's right, I do. Let's talk about the the. <laughs> Hell, I'll give you an hour and 17 minutes if you want. Things are better now than they were in 1986. <laughs> I know. They <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> Those of you listening can't see Kyle aggressively shaking his head no as he's saying this. I did think it was cool, too. He had a bunch of different directors for all those different uh, music videos, including Tim Pope and Peter Sleazy Christopherson from Throbbing Gristle. Nice. Fuck yeah, Throbbing Gristle. Yeah, I can't. I can't deny this album. Undeniable. Dear God, 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 the what, slow train I don't recall God. what you thought about uh, the uh, the first one. Uh, oh, I liked uh, Soul Mining. Soul Mining? I think yeah. I like this one more. Fantastic I do too. record. Yeah. This record's I like better. Soul Mining better, maybe. But mm-hmm. I would need I'm to revisit cool. Soul Mining to like. I'm going to be sure. the denier. I'm going to deny it. That's okay. Deny no. which? Yeah. This one, specifically. Yeah. I recognize how good it is. I truly do. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, it's not my cup of tea. I don't think I'm its demographic, and that's totally fine. Yeah. You don't you don't want to have a bang and dance party to the AIDS crisis. I don't. No, he's a I don't. Now. I'm a father now, and there's other there's other there's other mu- tunes that I want to have a bang. Who's about to be forty? No. I'm a father who's about to be forty. There's other tunes that I want to have a bang and dance party to. <laughs> okay. Like it's called Raffy. <laughs> <laughs> Banana phone. <laughs> Baby shark like what, is what's like, hot like, right now, is what I believe. Like what a fool <laughs> believes. <Yeah. laughs> Nope, banana phone. <laughs> Do kids still listen to banana phone? Isn't even banana isn't that like a 30-year-old song at this point? <laughs> You're about to find out, 40-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Ring, 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 <laughs> ring, ring. Uh, which one is this? Twilight of Champions. Yeah, yeah, you hear this shit right now? So Amazing. Good. Oh my god. So good. So good. Yes, I'm here for this. So good. Oh my god. Yeah. Shit rips. I know. Thanks for being honest, bros. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm being honest about my experience of this song, bro. (laughs) This is this is an incredible song, and I love it. It's real goddamn good. Yeah. And do you disagree? Yeah, I think it's really fucked up and stupid. (laughs) And me too. I just can't get with it. I don't want to hear Casio musical theater. This is <laughs> just oh, this is so much not Casio for me. Casio musical theater <laughs> no. sounds like a thing I want to live in. No. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. I would rather listen to Neil Young play one note. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, then then Matt Johnson take it take a drug trip and record his his feelings. What I what I rather <laughs> listen part. to trans or this record? Trans. I'd rather listen to trans. Luckily, this book was curated to the point where I don't have to worry about those things. I just have to worry about whether or not I like this record. And guess what? I fucking love it. Yeah. A plus. Positive. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. Undeniable. I, 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 this guy yeah. is a fucking genius. He <laughs> is a ridiculously good programmer of everything MIDI, which is insane at this in, in, in this year. Yeah. And his lyrics are fucking sharp and dark and mean and cutting. And I 
fucking oh, love Rob, it. Oh, Rob, you, you pay attention to lyrics a little yeah. bit. Yeah, fucking love it. That's what do you nice. think, <sighs> Some of them are great. It's definitely mm. very interesting. I just don't know, man. Okay. This sounds like a neutral? I guess. I'm okay. positive on, like, a lot of, like, some of the tracks. I just can't really. How many are you positive versus how many are you negative or indifferent? I got four. One, That's two. About four stars, so. Yeah. Half the tracks. Yeah. Oh, hey. With me. Same. Same. So, I mean, it's like, it's like, I think it's probably, no, I think it is definitely important. But there's shit on here that I am not interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or that makes me... I think that the stuff that doesn't hit with me makes the stuff that hits... It's like a more painful contrast because I, I feel like, oh, I feel like sometimes you're really doing it and sometimes you are just failing utterly yeah. for me. So yeah. positive neutral? Okay. <laughs> positive? I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Yeah. It's important. I see where this... I see how this is a good album. And I see where it is very exciting to people whose musical tastes I very much respect. For me, it's not my cup of tea. And we were, we were talking in this podcast about like different 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 sections of these songs. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, Nine Inch Nails in a few years. I was alive and listening to music in in the early mid nineties. I wasn't even into Nine Inch Nails the first time around. I think I've like I, I also respect Nine Inch Nails as an incredible influential band. I never go out of my way to listen to Nine Inch Nails. I, I think that sonically, this is just not what I seek out when I'm listening to music for pleasure. But I think that Matt Johnson is obviously a very grifted, uh, gifted, uh, like songwriter, <laughs> grifted <laughs> songwriter, producer, sequencer, programmer. He's absolutely onto something, and I, I'm never going to talk shit about the the. I just don't think sonically it's what I look for in music. Yeah. yeah. It's like positive, so, but not all of it's for me. Maybe yeah. It's not yeah. for me. Yeah. So neutral. Neutral for me. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Kyle? I like it a whole bunch. <laughs> I love this record. <laughs> this record's awesome. <laughs> boop, boop. It's like a mashup of like favorite stuff. It's Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. Come on. Give yeah. it a listen. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's. It's fun, it's dancey, it's dark. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Are you I'm, kidding me? I'm on the same, Love same this shit. boat. This is really, really interesting. When we got another The The record, I was like, because oh, I, because this, I mean, it never hit charts for us or it wasn't in, you nope. know, no one was really talking oh, I about heard it. Any of yeah. Them until you, yeah. And so I never had a pretentious Bloomingtonian be like, yeah. hey, Rob, hey, you ever heard about the, the, the? And I was like, get out of here, yeah, ding dong. Yeah. You know who mine was? It was Adam Turla. Yeah. Really? Adam Turla, Adam, Adam Turla uh, is way into the the. Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> every, <laughs> once every 12 times I hear about Adam Turla and his his thoughts, we are, we, we mesh. Yeah. So here it is. But yeah, when this second one came on and it st- started real strong, I mean, it got right into the Oingo Boingo fetus, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, it was like right there. I was like, this is wild and amazing. And then it just kept going like the entire album. I feel like every song just feels great. It just has yeah. a very cohesive element. And yeah, it's real dark. So dark. Like it just yes. has this edge to it. That just it's feels fun. like dark. Stancy. Stark. Yeah. So yeah, I'm into it. Fucking great, man. 
Uh, we will not get more the the, but I am curious what else is out there because I the look podcast. forward to eventually uh, stepping across some other albums of his. Yeah, I bet they're fucking awesome. I, honestly, I I really do want to look into uh, the Nine Inch Nails like doing stuff with him. Yeah. Oh, that's probably great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. As as not a the the fan, I've never listened to Mind Bomb. But as a yeah, fan of music history, I've definitely heard a lot about Mind Bomb and that people consider it a very good record. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the the's next one, right? Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised we're not getting it. Yeah, I am too. Um, 1989. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. And I think that had a uh, Sinead O'Connor and and some other yeah. uh, kind of big names at the time. He pulled in the stars. He had the, uh, enough clout, I think, at that time to to invite a lot of um, prominent artists. So yeah, it looks like uh, Sinead O'Connor's. I, I I pulled it up the page. Sinead O'Connor's the guest on that one. Considered part of the band at that point is Johnny Marr. Yeah, yeah. fucking Johnny Marr so, all over everything. Yeah. So Johnny cool. Marr will play guitar on your He's record great. If, yeah. it, if it's a good record. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Nancy Griffin, the last of the true believers. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thank Woo! you, guys. All right. Didn't even need to leave. The baby's still snoozing. I've got one eye open, one eye closed, and my thin body's trembling beneath the bedclothes. My heart's beating against the roof of my mouth. It's over.